Sideburns versus skinny jeans. Walkmans versus AirPods. Millennial or Gen Xer, we're going to dive right in to family, finances, and fun. Mom, is my laundry done? Really, Ryan? Welcome to In My Day. Back to another episode of In My Day with Ryan Petruniak and Dave Smith here. Uh, how you doing today, Dave? Hey, I'm doing great, Ryan. What's going on? I'll just get through another week. Um, the thing that I was reading up on today, um, and I've got a lot of friends that are involved in it too, is the changes in the world right now in the average trader. And 20 years ago, the perception of an average day trader was a hedge fund manager with millions and millions of dollars uh, out there doing different things. And today it's a lot different uh, because the pandemic brought a lot of people home and gave a lot of 23 to 28 year olds with a couple thousand bucks time to go out and try something new. And a lot of them decided to go ahead and put $2,000 in a Robinhood account and trade some crazy stuff and try to make some money. And a lot of them have made a lot of money and a lot of them have lost a lot of money. So just been looking into some of the crazy things going on in the market because of that and was wondering what your take on it was. Well, you know, Ryan, I think it's, it's anytime you have additional investors, especially new investors, come to the markets, the capital markets. I think it's a great thing. I absolutely think it's a great thing. And the reason is, is, um, you know, back in the day when I first got in the industry, I was pitched. I said, I was like, oh, and, you know, you're going to have a great, you know, career. But in, and, and when you first got in the industry, this was before computers and before right. how, um, were there it, stocks or were you just trading rocks when, back and when forth? When I there? got in the industry in the start, the only computer we had in the office was for the secretary. Salesmen used Rolodexes. A what? A English. I'm sorry, English. I... A, a card file. So we actually started with a thing called a yellow page, and it used to be actually like six or seven, eight inches thick. And it was a directory, and it had all your businesses in there. And the white pages, of course, had all the homes and the homeowners in there. It's so like one of those yellow books with all the all the numbers in it? Exactly. That not, you know, maybe where um, you know, your dad goes to look for his plumber and electrician and things he needs for his house okay yeah yeah you probably see it right next to the toilet when you go visit your parents you know it's like reading material for him but the thing is is that when i grew up we started with a rolodex we started with sales cards we made sales calls all these things but what we always knew is that if you didn't hurry enough eventually there'd be a wave of baby boomers retiring and when they retired they would take all their money from the stock market and that would lead to the great crash of the stock market so my entire career has been on trying to find people that aren't participating in the market or aren't participating enough in the market and convincing them to A, participate, and B, to up their investing. So when I see new people like Robinhood folks or, you know, be introduced to the market, whether they got, it's because they got a stimulus check, whatever the means, or because they were bored at home, I think what a great thing for America that more people are actually interested in one of the things I love absolutely most, the stock market. See, that's interesting because it's a totally alternative view to what you hear from a lot of people. If you turn on CNBC or read whatever the top blurb of the day is on the stock market, because a common view right now is that all these Robinhood traders are going in and they're causing disruption in the market and they're causing bad things to happen. And 
it's not healthy for the market because it's speculation and it's bad. Um, so it, it's interesting to hear a different take on that and say that it's actually a good thing. No, I mean, I'm not saying what they're doing is necessarily right. Yeah. It is outright no, speculation. It, it is speculation. Not but, that they think it's speculation. It is speculation. But at the yeah. same time, I can tell you that when I first got in the market and turned uh, $5,000 into 250000 in two and a half years, and you know, I did the numbers and thought, oh, if I keep doing this, I'm retired in 13 and a half years, right? And I was 21 and change. Yeah. Okay. I can look back at the companies I invested in that you probably even haven't heard of. I mean, a few of them you have AOL, okay. Yahoo. Yeah. Right. Uh, but this is before Yahoo had Yahoo Finance. So was it? This was probably um, during the tech bubble time. Absolutely. Ariba, okay. Commerce One. There was this company that was going to redo the the entire pet care industry. Pets.com. There was Homestore.com. There was, um, I mean. There were so many different companies back then that, you know, had so much promise, and yet they had absolutely no earnings, and they were speculative as anything that you'd find in today's world. Yeah. So the the AMC's, the GameStops, the Bitcoins, it's all just part of the cycle. Speculators speculate, and and some of them make money, and some of them lose money, but eventually. Those speculators will learn that there's a broader market and a bigger market and a market that actually exists on real earnings, on real companies, on the shoulders of Americans that every day go to work and break their back and toil and sweat to make sure that America is moving forward. And as they invest in the Apples, the Amazons, you know, the the Boeings, the Bank of Americas, these aren't these aren't recommendations, but there's so many companies, the Fords, the Marriott's, just big, big companies that we all know, we all use, we all love, right? As they, as they start to find that there are literally 500 other companies in the S&P 500, 400 companies in the S&P 400, 2,000 companies in the Russell 2000 that all have very strong financials and it all earn their right to be in those indices. There's 2,900 investment options they have that they can make and still grow their money and not speculate as much. But the reality is there always has to be a cycle of speculation, and that's always what brings new people to the market. And that's the history of the market. But I think it will be absolutely awesome over these years to see some of these people become, you know, still have their mad money, right, Yeah, as people talk about, but also build their 401k build their retirement accounts and 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 become people that are buying stocks because what that does do ultimately is if more people are buying stocks ultimately the markets do go higher and that's super exciting cuz when you were in your 20s how many of your buddies were actively going in and buying their own stocks if you had a group of 20 buddies you know, if you had a group of 20 buddies watching a football game how many would bring up in a conversation i bought XYZ stock this week. This so this is really funny you mentioned that. We actually had an investment club and we called it Four Star Investment Club. Okay. okay. And it was me and about two or three buddies and a couple family members. Maybe ten or twelve of us total in it. Okay. And we all put in twenty five bucks a week. Okay. And we invested in different uh, stock plans, drip plans where you could buy 
just a few dollars or a few shares of stock every single month or every single transaction from great American companies. And we actually bought a few of those. But along the way, we also set up a brokerage account and took a few shots here and there. The reason we didn't do as much of the speculative stuff when we set up this investment club, you know why? Because why online brokers, brokering and, and online um, brokerage apps, much less online brokerage websites, really didn't exist back then. You yeah. actually had to physically call a broker. They actually physically wrote your order on an order slip. They then took it to a cage. The cage looked at it, approved it, sent it to the trade desk. They then called New York or wherever. They got a bid and literally, you know, or market limit, whatever. And if they filled it, they came back and you got the slip back with the limit price and you, they called you back and told you what you bought the stock for. It was archaic from the time you put an order in the time you got yeah. a confirmation. It might be well, 15 minutes. Can you imagine right now if you were on Robinhood or E-Trade or Schwab and and it took 15 minutes for them to tell you if you bought or sold something? Oh, it takes six seconds at tops. So, But here's the question. So those were your investor buddies. But yeah. if you went to watch a football game, so you're a Seahawks fan, right? So if you went to watch a Seahawks game with 20 guys of your Seahawks friends. None. Nobody. Nobody was talking not stops. Okay. Not a single person. I was the nerd. But here's the, the thing. Nerd. So you were the nerd. I'm the nerd in my group. But here's the thing. If I go and watch a UK football game with 20 buddies, guarantee 15 of them have a Robinhood account right now. And that's the thing that's so exciting about this market that I think is getting totally missed, that there is an entire generation right now getting excited about investing. Now, they might be excited about the speculation, but eventually most, not all those people, but a good bit of those people, that's going to turn into real investing. And that is something to get excited about in this market because that has never happened before, it, whether it be in the boomers, the Gen Xs, anything, even the early stage millennials. At but such a young age where the all your buddies have a small portfolio, even if it's just a couple absolutely. thousand bucks. And they're buying random stuff that they might not know much about. But- they are most of them are making an effort to learn about it. Now they might be wrong; they might be losing money, but at least they're making an effort to learn about it, and that's the important part. Because long term, that's great for the market. If you got act, active investors out there trying to learn what's going on in the world right now and what's going on in these markets, that's that's going to be a great trend long term because it's going to get more people involved and it's going to keep healthy markets long term. And you know, I mean, not to take it back to back in my day, but back in my day. Do you know how we found out price quotes? Do you know what we did on Saturday mornings? What do you mean? I literally would go to the library on Saturday mornings. Newspaper? And I would get the newspaper, and I would go through, and I would actually then write on a sheet of paper when I found the stock listed in the newspaper of, like, you used to have, you know, 10 to 20 pages just for stock tickers, and it would say, here's what it opened the week at, Here's where it closed the week at, and here was the change, and yep. here's the 52-week high, and here's the 52-week low. And I would actually chart my own stocks and my own portfolios and look at them. Just imagine if you lived in a world now that the only way you could figure if you're up or down, right, is by going to the library every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. And the only reason I, I could do it during the week if I had a paper, but papers were actually expensive back then. Yeah. So imagine going to the library to get a quote to find out if you're up or down. I mean, what do you and your buddies do now? No, I mean, 
the most of the guys that I know that are actively trading this stuff, they're that are trading the speculative stuff at least, they're going on their phone, they check their Snapchat, they answer the girl that Snapchatted them, and then they go on to their ESPN app and they check if the Reds are winning their game, and then they go on their Robinhood app and they see, oh, I'm up six percent today because I bought some crazy spac or whatever I bought. So it's just like one of the many things that you can do so quickly on your phone and it's making it real easy for people that are young and excited about this kind of stuff to get involved and it's getting more people involved so say what you will about robin hood and say what you will about their long-term ability to be profitable that's a whole different you know we won't even go into that because it's just a completely different story but long term a lot of these people are going to be involved in the market and create a healthier market for everybody and what you've literally seen in basically a generational period of time is everyone walking around your age now has a library in their hand absolutely we have more it it is a huge transition of of education of data and i do believe that it will become a wealth transfer over the years because there's going to be some people that haven't even figured out there's people walking around right now that do not have smartphones that do know how to use them, that don't even know what apps are. They just, they. I mean, it's very few now, Yeah. but there's a lot of them. But those people are gone because the people that have the information and can glean the data faster are going to profit and benefit from that. Absolutely. And, I mean, this generation, the last 10 years, has seen more uh, early people in their early 20s become millionaires and billionaires than any other generation before it because of this technology. And the technology is only going to keep improving. I mean, every year the technology improves, and that's going to create more knowledge for anyone that wants to get it, and it's right in your pocket. And, you know, if there's someone listening right now, and they're like, hey, that actually, Ryan, just described me, but I'd like to learn more about the markets, or I'd like to, I mean, feel free to give us a call. You know, talk to Ryan, give me a call, um, and just say, what resources can I look at? You know, it's too long a list to, th- to, to list on a podcast, but yeah. if you want some additional resources, you want some books to read, or you want some things to kind of pick it up more than just like a stock ticker, a stock quote, and a Robin Hood app, um, let us know. We can be a great resource for you because I'm of a big belief that a person that's an educated investor is not only a better investor, but they're also a better client for us. Absolutely. And we're, you and I are constantly looking at markets every day, and we use hundreds of different sites and resources to analyze the markets um, that most people might not even be aware of and I'm a dork I love this stuff so I love talking about it so if you're interested in it want to have a conversation about it don't hesitate to pick up the phone this has been in my day tune in next week for our next podcast